This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. Welcome to the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people who book the movies. Here with Kyle and our special guest today, Cody I'm is back. back. Wow. Back on our Hello. microphone. It's weird seeing you in the, uh, that, that opposite side of the room. Dust that thing off real quick. Yeah, I know. Does it still work? Checking, one, two. Everyone's like, oh, God. My <laughs> ears. Put her voice so close to the mic. <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> well, no, I had some time on my schedule this week. So I'm like, I want to be part of the podcast again. Well, we're happy to have you back. Well, we had yeah. some topics that interested you and we get to get your take on mario mario and um dungeons and dragons because i've seen both well where should we kick off i I know dungeons is late but it was good it was good i enjoyed it perfect now to mario the (laughs) movie that actually anyone (laughs) wants to talk about the movie that i don't know just broke box office records and all sorts of US news. worldwide PG PG animated yep all whatever record you can come up with probably broke it somehow yeah i mean i beat goddamn frozen <laughs> <laughs> i never saw Which that I, coming yeah. i did not see that coming no I, you did not no no none thought of us did. it was going to do peekaboo <laughs> <laughs> i thought it would do over 100 million for sure yeah i was I didn't know if it would do 150. I was hoping for 150 million, but to get a, an over 200 million dollar opening, I mean, how do they know? Like Universal had to have known they put such a, requ- a multi-week requirement on the booking that it was like, well, this has to open to 200 million dollars to really justify this requirement, and then it did. I mean, it probably it did. Did you see how the mo- you went to the movie with me? Did you see yeah. how it started? It started with a minion on a Mario Kart. Of course it was going to do 200 million. Okay. So on my screening, I had like a mixture of all ages, young kids, all the way up to people even older than my age. And I- Oh, those old folks in their 30s. Those old 30s. Bogies. (laughs) What's a video game? (laughs) But- Man, the loudest part was probably when the Illumination logo went up and <laughs> yeah. the little minions like, uh, banana, and yeah. the kids are like, wow. It's so funny how that logo. And then they required the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Our screening was so cute. We, because we went to such an early matinee, we were predominantly kids with their, fa- with like their parents. 11 on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So. Um, Makes sense. So it was like just people like us, kids with their parents. And there was um, a little, there was some kids behind us that talked through the whole film, but like commentary, like, like when Bowser was like, I'm going to marry Pete. She's their little girl was like, don't marry him. Mm. Don't marry Bowser. (laughs) It was the cutest thing. I did not hate that at all. (laughs) And then they were like coming up with a plan, like, like how they were going to get Bowser's castle out of the sky. Like there was like real talk and enthusiasm and, they were just so into the movie. I that, bet. I bet if they froze it. Yeah. I think those are warp tubes. Yeah. <laughs> Which one's Mario again? <laughs> Don't eat the green, the blue mushroom. Yeah. Oh, he did it. <laughs> My favorite was just don't marry him, Peach. <laughs> Good on those kids. Yeah. They know right from wrong. Yeah. That's way better commentary than my Avatar experience where. The couple behind me, one of them was confused the whole time, and the other one explained it as if he knew what the movie was and what was going to happen. 
Nice. Well, it's as he, if he thought he made the movie, and he, that was the whole three hours. If he did miss it, they're doing a bring back on April <laughs> yeah. 28th. 3D only. Yeah, so that way that couple can come back and be like, oh, I get it now. No no additional footage announced yet. I, yeah, I'm, well. I'm hoping to make it four hours long. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> with all the additional footages. I just, I, I can't comprehend. You had the top three biggest movie of all time just just move on and do it five years from now do it 10 years from now do it 20 years from now yeah it's been like four months like we're doing with return of the jedi i know didn't you already top out your term scale like what is the point (laughs) of a bring back like how much more money do you need hey there's there's never enough you could always make more uh but anyway we we kind of went off topic let's talk about mario some more you you like the commentary and the movie yeah i thought the movie was really cute it was so packed full of easter eggs of all the kind of games that you play from lots of different generations of and iterations of the games that it it just felt like you it played to fans that didn't know that they were that that's what they wanted like going into a mario movie you didn't know that's what you wanted but then when you saw king boo and you saw you know um the squirrel tail and all Mm. that you were like yes i remember that game that was mine Mm -hmm. When he says, are you a bear? I almost fell out of my chair. Because because I was like, yeah, we didn't really know what that thing was. Is it a fox fox suit he's wearing or a squirrel flying squirrel costume? It's like a raccoon, but it doesn't have stripes on the tail. Like, what are we doing here? What are you? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that was really, so it was really fun. And um, (laughs) I don't think it's a problem that critics didn't like it because I'm not sure what they were expecting. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pumped for us to get to that aspect yeah. of things. But as for myself, just seeing how all these different age ranges reacted to the movie, it seemed like it went over very well. I think everyone was just on board with seeing, you know, Mario go and be adapted well to being a movie instead of just only in video games. And especially, you know, seeing it being done better than, the last Mario movie that oh my we had all those years ago. I love that Mario movie though, because of course was you do. <laughs> my '90s Mario movie, but because it's bad, so sign me up. Yeah. Cody's people Cody. say it's bad. It must be good. Now, Cody loves bad as movies. As far as the voice actor controversies, <laughs> I thought Chris Pratt did fine. I mean, Mario gasp. Mario doesn't a have a ex- lot of lines. They had a good way of explaining it away. Yeah, he's not. What a shock! He's Cody. not an orator, so. <laughs> It's okay that you know he did what he did but jack black as bowser nailed it you didn't know it was jack black's voice which is i think the pinnacle of being a voice actor until he sang it came out a little but that yeah. was totally fine and then and i was fine with that like yeah. he's got such a fun voice when he sings that that's that's what you wanted um there's a few times you could hear chris pratt's like you know Chris Pratty yes. No, but they explained it away, but then they put them in a house with the most Italian family <laughs> yes. ever. So you're like, and, wait a minute, which one are we doing here? And their antagonist in the beginning was played by Sebastian Maniscalco and That's, had the most okay. Italian yeah. voice ever. Yeah. So you put all these Italians around him, and they're like, oh, no, they didn't pick up any accent along the way. <laughs> and Charlie Day they is dodged just... that bullet? <laughs> yeah. Charlie Day cannot do an accent he is no. just that's just him that's yeah. who he is and he can't there's no but his voice it. is so like animated in of itself yeah, that correct. you're you're fine with 
with that no, I mean, voice. If you've ever yeah, watched, that's why they hired him. If right. you've ever watched Always Sunny or Horrible Bosses, like he is a, a real life animated character. Right. For sure. Like he just bounces around the screen and says screwy stuff and that's what he and is. Then, yeah. And then you, Donkey Kong, Seth Rogen, you only knew it really was him when he laughed because you just cannot get that Seth Rogen laugh cannot be anything other than what it is. Yeah. He's not, he physically can't do it. I think I heard um, from a friend of mine that they read that Seth Rogen, when they hired him, was like, yeah, you can hire me. I'm just not going to do any voice other than my own. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. eh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that that's kind of what we need for this. So he, it's fine. He can't. Him yeah. and Charlie Day, they can't do anything other than their voices that they have. Yeah. They're just there to sell the movie and... You know, that's just how the industry works, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, did the movie fly. For a 90-minute movie, holy oh. cow, that flew. Why are there not more 90-minute movies? And 90 It minutes, felt so nice. In that over three-hour mark that, that you know, with com- with the trailers and commercials and everything, you could have had two Mario screenings, two audiences, in, out, in, out, for one Avatar show. Yeah. It's just, what, I, wish, I wish more would more studios would figure out how to like get filmmakers to make those movies a little shorter. Yeah, for sure. And I could see this just really working for the younger uh, age ranges, maybe for slightly older kids, they would want a little bit more movie maybe, but I just think it's good for like very younger audiences. You have to have it short. But that and the, I mean, like Kyle said, the pacing was like, on the line of almost being too fast like it was right up to that line as soon as you're like it's gonna slow down and they're gonna explain how they work you know on the arena where he's jumping around jumping Mm -hmm. the bricks and stuff and it's like no just go 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 (laughs) and then but i didn't feel like there was any weird parts in the story it didn't jump to no 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 it just no it's just it was just with breakneck speed though it went from one to the next to the next and when you think things are gonna slow down like Mm -hmm. mario walks in his magical world and then he gets introduced to Toad. Toad's like, hurry up, Mario. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like, yeah. We literally don't have time for me to explain everything <laughs> yeah. new we're yeah. seeing to you. Where a lot of movies will go into... And I'm your best friend, by the way. Yeah, they'll go into the explanations and go through um, all the... Explain you every single thing. Like, this is why the grass looks this way. This is why these mushrooms do this. And they're like, screw that. We're just going to hit this thing running. They really rely on... The audience. On the audience to, one, have played a game to where if we didn't need things explained to us already, it's fine if we don't do it for this movie. But they also rely on really younger kids walking into this movie and just enjoying it for what it is as well. Yeah. Because I don't know when kids exactly are, like, playing video games. It's just different for everyone. But I I, I bet, like, even for some, this could be their introduction, and it's just the same as a video game. Who cares what the explanation is? We're just here, and it's Mm -hmm. fun. It's bright and it's colorful and it's happy. And I just do think that, um, you know, post, I know I keep saying post pandemic, but I still feel like we're in that time zone of that. The audiences just really want something happy and fun and nice, especially something family friendly for the kids. And we have not had anything like of that since Christmas. And so just that pent up no, need for that. Sure. No political agenda one way right. or the other. No, mm-hmm. It I doesn't think, have the Walt Disney flag on it, which was a huge help for this. If this was a Disney yeah. movie and not an Illumination title, I don't know title, if it would have done, well. done the same. I think Disney has really hurt their branding with the la- with the social controversies that they've had over like their characters and stuff. Every and movie I, that's come out has had something about had it. Had something wrong with it, and I just think the 
the back-to-back repercussions of that are, are tarnishing of that brand. And so it, whereas illumination is still new, vibrant, and there's a trust built there. And I do think parents do not God trust Disney God as much. bless Chris Melandry and his literal minions. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep them coming. Whatever you got, make more movies. I mean, we've done dogs, but let's do fish. Let's do... Just whatever you've got in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're definitely going to... I think they know that Pixar and DreamWorks are on one side of the animation spectrum to where animation is great and it's great for kids, but there are like deeper uh, stories or messages that can work for all ages. While Illumination, I think they're more in the ballpark of... Yeah, you can take your families to see this, but that doesn't mean the parents are going to like it the whole way through. Let's be <laughs> as entertaining as possible. Yeah, exactly. For audiences zero to 10 yeah yeah and that's a huge part of our market that's a substantial part of our market But it, it's infiltrating higher than that they've been around so long now that there are older kids and we're getting to the point of like gen zers that they've always grown up with with minions with minions right? yeah. like it's getting to that to be that old now and so it's becoming like what di- what took what disney had disney had a legacy and now this one has a legacy like you just know it and it's multi-generational now yeah yeah definitely minions 2 was definitely the realization for me of that aspect Mm -hmm. for sure um so yeah mario is probably just going to be another movie added to illumination's stance on entertainment i guess oh my gosh and well i know that this one was particularly important to illumination and universal because their partnership with nintendo yeah and And you can tell nintendo was like please take good care of this 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 was a make or break situation for them i think this now allows universal to have more free reign for other things like a spinoff of a luigi's haunted mansion movie would be amazing or yeah or a zelda hundred of these yeah like i bet there'll be a zelda movie or a kirby movie like you could there's a whole plethora of nintendo characters that that we haven't really even got to see yet. That and they can all be theatrical this releases. This one, I think, was the movie. It was like, if you mess Mario up, which is our legacy big. Yeah, that's one, our token. We're not going to let you have access to any of the others. I was just on the phone with my friend from a certain film company that uses a water tower for their logo. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how there are rumors around L.A. that there's going to be 20 of these movies like he's got a he's kept a running list of all of the titles that are i mean that they're down just to hearing. like the yeah, yeah down to like metroid and yeah uh, i mean you could that crazy and that's, titles and that's that's what the studios are looking for Duck they're Hunter. looking for deep bench ips <laughs> that they can make you think i'm kidding yeah. but no, he said I... that was on his list <laughs> was duck hunt oh my gosh a duck hunt movie that could Sounds actually like so be fun. really fun in 3d yeah yeah but it was, I mean, I, you, that, I'm not kidding. Like the Zeldas, Avatar, the Kirby's, be, those all made sense. Well, I, but then there then, was a little part of me that thought, no. Yeah. No. Why I mean, did I think that, that was, I was going to, I was going to put that on the end, like an exclamation point, And then you're like, duck hunt. Yeah. No, duck hunt. <laughs> Thanks a lot, in 3- Kyle. In 3D would be the only other movie I would ha- tell theaters. Maybe you want, might want 3D equipment. For. And you, and you start that movie with the option to play Mario or Duck Hunt and then go over yes. to Duck Hunt. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. You're not going to skip. There's only two uh, characters in the, in the game. You can't skip one of the two it's, characters. It's the dog and then the ducks. <laughs> the dog and the ducks. Uh, three characters. The hunter with the gun. 
Oh, that's right. That's oh, we, fair. We did get the trailer for Migration on that, which I haven't yeah. seen yet. That's yeah, was... that's coming out in December. Guys, just yeah. wait a minute. And, and, <laughs> It'll and still be very, there. Very proudly promoted that it was in 3D, and it's like, yes, there's there's ducks flying. Like, right. we get it. I did, I did get a kick when they were like, you know us making Despicable Me and Minions and now Mario. So please go see this duck movie. <laughs> this, this duck movie with, I'm guessing, Patton Oswalt's in it because he's every in every animated movie yeah, somewhere. Probably. I don't know anything about this movie, but I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> now we know what's in December. I mean, here we go. <laughs> All right, so oh. it seems like audiences are on board. We're on board with this movie. It made lots of money. But I, before that happened... Hold on, I'm on board with um, with the Peaches song being sung at the Academy Awards by Jack Black <laughs> as oh, best if, original song. Yeah, if it happens, oh, I'm sure lots of people we, will tune in. We need Off the Break Podcast Nation. We need to make this happen. We need <laughs> to get Jack Black in his tuxedo with a lone piano on that Oscar stage with uh princess peach lounging on the piano and they're looking at each other singing that song i need that to happen and then it becomes a duet at the end where elton john comes out of the sky with his own piano yeah and becomes dueling, dueling peaches peaches, <laughs> peaches 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 yes we need that oh god i'm on okay. board okay, okay can we move on right. now that was Off such a Mario. good note to end on <laughs> so um that brings us to our next point the critics Everyone's yes. so upset about the critics saying they didn't enjoy Mario all that much. Oh my gosh. If you go through Rotten Tomatoes and you go through the critics stuff, it is it's not that they're like, "Oh, I just didn't enjoy it." The things they said about it were just so absurd. And I just, you know, I think we are going to create a new segment now where we highlight what critics say and then we're going to poop on them. So <laughs> some of the some of the headlines or some of the one-liners from their reviews that I like skimmed through on Ron Tomato. Some of them included such things as like a sugar rush that has no substance to it. Uh, you know, just very plain and generic yada yada, those types of things to which I reply. Yes, correct. You're not wrong, but I think you aren't in the right mindset for like, especially it's target demographic because like we were saying, this is way for, younger audiences first and foremost i feel like mm -hmm. and for a mario movie i don't know maybe we're just in a time to where we're not expecting deeper stories quite yet we just need to get back into the spirit of having fun with that entertainment i know i was gonna read some of these but they just make me mad yeah <laughs> it just let me see one the one. super mario brothers movie is the illumination style done at its absolute worst well, <laughs> it is the laziest possible version of a Mario movie. What would have been the better version of a Mario? I mean, they did all the fun things. They had all the Easter eggs. They went through all the different levels. They incorporated multiple games. I think it was the best version of the best story that they could have had. I think this is Nintendo's best case scenario. Yeah. To be honest. The missing ingredient for those adult audiences is any kind of wit or clever dialogue in the film's screenplay. Yeah, because Mario is so, so known for its wit and dialogue that we need to match that. And for me, I get it, but I don't think it's harming this movie. It all started with the line, <laughs> it's me, Mario. Lots, <laughs> lots so of, much depth to that. Lots, what does it mean? Yeah. What are you, Mario? <laughs> yeah, do you know what you are? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lots of appeal, although by the hour mark, you might f f 
well feel this is just a one is just one long chase movie it is that's yeah. how mario works he goes from the left to the right yeah he goes from left to right <laughs> and chases after to peach castle, finding peach Pretty, so, so prettier than a lot of animated mediocrity but pretty only takes us so far yeah. yes so and far thank to you. 200 million dollars <laughs> yeah. The whole package is a deranged mishmash of overstimulating elements. That is correct. I would argue that Mario is not as overstimulating as any of the Lego movies. Yeah, okay. I'll give it I that. I would say Lego movies Slightly are way worse. Pace. Yeah. But the story on Lego movie is probably better. But I don't know. Animated movies, it's the same for as any movie. They're all not going to be... Like of the highest quality of like in depth storytelling, sometimes right. they're just entertainment value. Oh my god, just that's Chris visual, Pratt too. For visual <laughs> overstimulation, I would say Lego movies, and I would even put in Spider Verse with its animation style because it layers funky on pawn layers. A two D with three D. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the weird hand drawn mm-hmm. stuff. So there's just visually a lot to take into the sure. little details. So I would put those two movies well ahead of this one. This one just felt like a normal animated kids movie, 90 minutes long. And I didn't even think it was that they could have, they could have had way more explosions. There could have been way more on the Mario Kart part. They didn't even do all, all the banana peels or any of the other things that you could have put out. Yeah. I mean, there definitely could have, I I think it's overstimulating in terms of its runtime for sure. Cause it flies through the 90 minutes. Right. I don't disagree with that. I, yeah, it seems their criticisms are more what people were hoping out of a Mario movie, and I think they got satisfied because of that. Mm-hmm. And also, I think with those critics, critic uh, screens that they have, they don't really take into consideration like uh, who what a movie is targeting towards. Yeah. So I think here they might have thought about uh, – maybe they thought about the mindset of what younger kids might have enjoyed about it. And I don't know. Maybe they just missed the mark on I either not got the thinking Im- about that part. The impression that they never played the games. Some but, of them so probably. They would, yeah. I think a lot of them had never played a game or close to any of it. So they wouldn't know, like have any connection to that. Sure. Which is fair. A, a lot of them didn't go with children. So they didn't see the enthusiasm and the fun and the excitement and the energy of that. They probably just watched it in a screener or trade screening with adults, which is not very exciting no and um and then three they always are so quick to pick up on certain values in a film like you know what is this film trying to tell me what's the story what's what's the meaning of this is there some metaphor here that i'm missing like i just feel like they just look at it from such a a lens of um of of what makes a movie art like art and like how the production was rather than what was the purpose of this movie in the sense that it's supposed to be entertainment an entertainment product they always try to codify entertainment and it is just what it is but these are the same people that said avatar was a masterpiece and there was no story (laughs) it was just visuals it was just like how pretty is this it has a sweet family story at the center of it not anything correct so does mario it's brothers yeah (laughs) It's. And then always I'm not be getting better. into the. I'm not They'll getting always into that. Be stronger and better together. Yeah. Together, Kyle. I. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> um, you can't. Yeah. Bully your way into true love. You can't. 
That's a message everyone should know about. Cannot bully. And that's the metaphor. Yeah. What's a metaphor? It's like a hom- I watched a Mario movie and my brain it's turned like a, mush. It's like a homonym and a simile mixed together. <laughs> yeah, 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 that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, yeah. With a little onomatopoeia or something thrown in there. You got sure. so lucky you got that right. <laughs> All right, well, Kyle, yeah. you saw another movie. I saw Air. And how was Air? This was also an important picture for MGM. This was a make or break one, I think, on their... This is not their, make or break. I think so, on their... On the breadth and width of a theatrical slate i don't know i was talking to ken about that on the show a few weeks ago and i would argue that creed was the one that was kind of more important yes no i think because this one is the one that they had greenlit specifically for streaming and they were where creed i think was something that they acquired already having Mm -hmm. done this one was i think a deal that they made for streaming so this this took them reversing our already pre-done deal. So they deal. had to change their mind. Yeah. So I think this one's more yeah. important. Yeah. That could be it. Um, this was not going to make the money that Creed did, but this is going to get much more critical acclaim down the road. I'm, this is, I'm surprised it made as much money as it did given Mario, you know. A uh, big how, opening? Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. $20 million for a rated R adult fair was actually pretty good yeah, for it's this. Gonna be against this yeah. juggernaut of a movie? Ballpark yeah, no. of what we said. Like, if it does $50 million for the run, it's going to be a solid a solid mm-hmm. film that come next year, it's going to get a lot of attention for the awards because Ben Affleck is always in the running for best director. Right. And his movies are always up there. And this is different than the regular drama fair of what's out there. Mm-hmm. And if if Ford versus Ferrari got nominated for Best Picture, this is going to get nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> I do think that there was interest in seeing Ben Affleck and Matt Damon team back up, which was there. I, I do think it was good counter-programming. And I, unfortunately, in speaking to all of my clients, <laughs> come Monday morning, we were just so excited about how much money that Mario made. I didn't get to hear what the reaction was for Air. Mm, yeah. But... As the week progressed, I didn't hear anything like overly negative in the trades or anything. So I don't think that there was negative word of mouth on it. I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was just a well done film. Yeah, I think that's just a great way to sum it up. For me, I thought it was a very well done film that highlights the uh, um, interesting dynamics and hoops that went through in order to have uh, convince Michael Jordan to sign with Nike to get the Air Jordan um Hoops. Sneakers up Pun and intended. Yeah. <laughs> I totally thought of that. Um, <laughs> that was totally on purpose. <laughs> um, but on top of that, it does really well in the real life characters making you care about them, even though it's like, why should I care about them? Like arguing over how to make a shoe deal and get it done. I think it does a good job of just showing like their personal passion into making uh, – uh, it's something like this an accomplishment in their careers and in their personal life. So, uh, yeah, I think it just had a good uh, personal touch to it, but also had a good touch of telling the story in an entertaining way. And so not I liked it, it all about Michael Jordan, the person. Yeah, they did a good job good. at focusing on the other players or the uh, well, I guess another <laughs> pun, if you will. I'm really good at these. Um, yeah, it does a good job of showcasing everyone else involved because Michael Jordan. You know, we we have documentaries and we've seen him play. We know how he was, so we 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 needed more information about everyone else involved. Yeah. So they did a good job. I liked it. 
Nice. Did it feel long or? No, no. It's not long anyway. I think it's only 100 minutes. Like it's not a. Yeah, it's not a sugar rush like Mario, but <laughs> the runtime you don't feel. Well paced. Yeah. No, it'll be good. I kind of want to see it. <laughs> you Did, did you let's, fall asleep there? Yeah, let's I hear your enthusiasm. Okay. Oof, oof. No, Boy, just, that movie sounds exciting, Kyle. I was taking Kyle. it in, thinking like, do I want to see Ben Affleck, Matt Damon in a film again? I'm like, yeah, I do. Because it's in the theaters, this. and we support it's movie in the theaters. theaters, and I want, <laughs> I do want to see this very much. Yeah, oh we do need more of these movies. I'm glad Amazon uh, did this. Can I confess something real quick? Uh oh. I'm always about seeing a movie in a movie theater. That is my number one oh, no. priority. But when a film doesn't do great and I am busy mom, I'm busy mom. I don't, it's hard for me to always go see them. I have to maybe some, sometimes miss a movie and I have to sometimes make it up on streaming. And sometimes I have to pay the $20 to do it. And I did it for the first time. It's been three years. I've never paid the $20 to see a movie on that rental. True. Yeah. I've never done it okay. until, until I saw Shazam Fury of the Gods. Boy, even I didn't see that. Oh my god, I wanted to see it so bad. Nobody and it was, saw it, Kyle. It was so good to me. To it me, was good. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Good. So part the consumer part of Cody was very excited. That was still an option. The business, you know, theater ally part of Cody was like, "This is horrible. Shame. You're going to hell for this." <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed Shazam: Fury of the Gods, and I'm sad that I don't think we're going to get any more of those. I mean, it's just one of those realizations that i don't know even though we love the industry we're just like everyone else in that we can't make time for everything no and i'm pretty avid goer but zachary levi played an adolescent superhero and kurt warner and no one could care less he is the most (laughs) unlikable person i and he became unlikable on twitter so everyone's on board he's so unlikable I will say, though, that um, another hot take about Shazam, the rare sequel that is better than its predecessor. Okay. Yes, I enjoyed it so much more than the first one. Glad you liked it. Oh, okay, I got to get that out there. I feel better now. Well, after That's that bombshell, let's move on and talk about our industry. <laughs> yeah. And why we love our industry so much. I do. Like Cody's screwing this up for all of us. Yeah. So do you guys want me to explain what's going on yes. with this topic? Hit, or? hit me with this this specifics on this new uh new oscar rules yeah so the academy awards came out we know about the academy awards rule to qualify to be a nominee you have to play in one of what one of six major locations like in la or new york for about a week or so yeah it i think it has to be in both new york and LA. yeah it's being both gotcha uh they're now they're now thinking about changing that to the rule of you have to screen a movie to qualify in 15 to 20 of the top 50 U.S. markets. So not just L.A., New York. It has to be in even more locations. Um, I've been I, That's the only part of the rule that I've been seeing. I haven't been seeing them give a specific on if it's still for one week, if they're still going to have you match like the 17, the 45-day window, follow those rules. They just only came out with upping the amount of markets to 50, to which I say... Uh, okay i wonder if it's because the with some closures and stuff that people weren't that distributors were having a hard time getting their oscar films into theaters in new york and la oh interesting i want to look at the top 50 markets and see how many are in new york and california (laughs) i bet it's 17 of them i think it's 
it's not, you know it's gonna be like new york la atlanta denver maybe denver might not yeah, even make the top 25 there's, yeah there's i don't know buffalo Seattle, there's syracuse Portland. there's albany there's I, I would count new jersey well, as new york too yeah and i would count like, I don't think New Yorkers would Miami count Miami <laughs> would be one of those. No, correct. But I mean, like in California, right. how many cities in California? San Diego, well, I just, Los I think... Angeles, Anaheim, <laughs> San Francisco, Oakland, which is not part of San Francisco for some reason. Yeah. Sacramento. I mean, you just Usually go up the coast the, and you're like, on and there's, on. there's 12 right. out of 50 markets that are in the same area code. I feel like they, when area they say code. market, they mean something a little bit bigger not, than just not if they're a saying metro 50. Area. they didn't give specific yeah. cities no. they didn't say what they were no. so oh so you now your movie that they can, would go across but this is but this is why you can play in milwaukee for a week and yeah. you're good this is why i'm saying because eh, it's yeah. like great at least there's more of a chance to like show these movies have them in more screens so that way you're not doing bare minimum but it, it still feels like bare minimum because we still don't have enough details well is the purpose to um, get more films into the Academy consideration to dilute the power of a, a few, or is the the purpose to get less films and filter out because they have too many choices? If it's to get more films in than playing one week in any of those top markets, you would, like I said, you could play Milwaukee for a week and be like, oh my gosh, my film can be considered for Academy Award. If it's to filter then i would hope that they would have to play in all uh, one of you know all the top 25 markets for one week i feel like it should be an all or nothing scenario like either you play in all of these markets and you get enough the 25 theaters to agree to pay play your film or you play in none of you know or you don't get considered i want to increase it. yeah i want to say it's got to play it has to be available in all these markets and in every state every, literally every state has to be available to book Right. Whether or not people choose to book it or not is fine, but it has to be available in every state. And I'm going to put a caveat on there that it has to gross five million dollars domestically. I think that's a good call. That I there's I think there's for our only, industry that because be there's only been one movie in the history of the Academy Awards to win Best Picture that didn't gross five million dollars, which was Coda. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that should have never that's happened. probably true. Moonlight grossed five million dollars, yeah. and no one saw Moonlight. Well. <laughs> One of us did here. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm the outlier. No, I, I saw it too. It was about Miami. <laughs> I live vicariously through anything that's about You're like, Miami. like, I should see how it looks. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. Did they nail Miami? Oh, that might be one of the markets. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah to me, I, I actually like the perspective that you have on this better because for me, my instinct was, are they mad at streaming services? Are they mad that they're getting well, away with this they're rule? They're trying so to they find a like, way to legitimize themselves. I feel like that yeah. was the narrative that was created by the trades that – the media was creating that narrative. It could, like, could, have, could have been but, but I feel like you could just look at it from a, you know, a supply issue. Like, are we getting too many films being considered or not enough? And what's, and how can we tweak this? And I do, I agree with Ken that I, I think there needs to be more consideration. Like, I feel like your film should have to, people should have to buy a ticket and pay the money and go see it. And you should raise so much of reported income to be able to qualify where verifiable reported grossing because one of the things netflix does is they hide the grosses of their films and they're like it played mm -hmm. well it could have played for nobody in an empty auditorium you would never know because there's no verifiable grossing for it yeah so i i mean saying it played 
means nothing to me unless you report a gross to show oh people actually did buy tickets for this but this goes back to what we always say for streaming that playing in the theaters legitimizes your film your Mm -hmm. product well playing in theaters legitimizes your films that you're nominating for these awards and trying to create this huge event out of well if no one's ever heard of any of your (laughs) films Mm -hmm. that you're promoting yeah, it's really hard to get a red carpet with A-list movie stars and and millions of dollars in jewelry and millions of dollars in fancy outfits to come and parade around and get all those big TV bucks or those streaming deals for your thing if you have if you keep yeah. nominating movies people don't care about. And they joked this year about Top Gun Maverick and Avatar being nominated and James Cameron and Tom Cruise didn't show up. Yeah, cuz they knew it was a joke. They knew it was a joke. <laughs> they knew the whole award ceremony was bogus. Yep. And if anyone should have won an award at the show, it was those two. For sure. For whatever. I don't even care what it that was. Year, that year <laughs> was their year. Those two men really revitalized our industry in that year. They should be getting all the awards for and that. And allowed us to have a... And this year, Mario should be getting... And Nintendo executives, all of them, should be all up there. And we should all be thanking them for doing this. <laughs> well, let's pump the brakes just a little. Yeah. <laughs> it's early, Cody. It's April. Well, <laughs> We haven't got other films yet. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They should be thanked specifically for this. There's a best animated category. Yeah. And they should win it probably. They could. I don't know if any other animated films can make $200 million in its opening weekend this year. Storks. No. What's the the duck movie called? Migration. Migration. Migration? Oh, that's way worse. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Migrate? Migration? Migration. So far in the future, it was not... Yeah, it's it's so weird. Why are you do kids aren't gonna remember. No. Speaking Just of wait so, until November to so, release a trailer. Speaking of so far in the future, Kyle, your last topic. <laughs> I can't believe you even put this on here. No, I, him and I talked about it. It needed to be on here. I had to pitch it and I got the approval of Cody. <laughs> yeah. So she's coming back in on the coming show. in twenty twenty five. I maybe, think we, this is maybe. just a reaction to news. Star Wars news specifically. Oh god. Yes. Yeah, so I'll try and get this over with all of our listeners, I promise. Um, so earlier, uh, this past week, they announced three new Star Wars projects, three new Star Wars movies. Hopefully they happen. Hopefully they're released to theaters and not to streaming. One of them is having Daisy Ridley return, uh, to continue her story with a Star Wars movie. Okay, cool. She was a fine character. Let's see where that goes. Another movie was going to be about the first Jedi, which I don't really need that explained to me. I'm good with just having Star Wars be the way that it is. But all right, fine, whatever, new Star Wars movie, cool, hope it's in theaters. This one kind of annoyed me to um, because they announced another Star Wars movie that is supposed to have characters from their Disney Plus shows combine MCU style into a team-up movie. And I was like, with Kyle, I was like, who's going to be in it? Like, I added Obi-Wan Kenobi, but then Kyle reminded me that happens before the events of A okay, New Hope. So he's on. gone and dead. Let me. Where all the other shows That's the happen. most important character. Let me yeah. get some clarification here. Is Harrison Ford in any of these projects? Doubtful. Mark Hamill? Doubtful. No. Carrie Fisher? Well, she can't. Yeah. Ewan McGregor? Probably no, not. We, well, I just said he his character's dead. Liam, in the team Liam Neeson? Maybe no, he really likes Star Wars. His character's still dead. Yeah. So pass. Hard yep. pass. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Um. I didn't think. I. Th- I think that Disney and the executives messed up the Star Wars franchise so badly in those three movies that I have no interest in seeing. I haven't even watched a single TV show on Disney Plus. They just pivoted hard to TV to where it's not special to me anymore. Yeah. 
like I the last show that I've been watching it just is numb like I don't get any sort of reaction or excitement off of it no I'm just not which isn't too surprising but I wish they would bring back Adam Driver's character if they were going to bring oh, one back. Snore. <laughs> At least he was the only one that like, felt if like If there's a anyone character. he hates more than Zach Levi. Yeah. Schnoz Vader? No thanks. Schnoz Vader. <laughs> <laughs> he really played his character such a wet blanket at the end. It was so boring. Well, everyone was bad she's at the end but she's gonna be a Every, skywalker everybody that was, was the so lamest bo- story everybody, everybody was so bored at the end of that movie oh the audiences were bored at the end of that movie it's okay we'll we'll have episode 10 and forget nine never happened how did that become the worst star wars movie <laughs> i don't know it's wild they're all bad but anyway hopefully one of these movies even happens so that way we can have star wars back in the theaters maybe become special again uh you know keep championing that always the only one i'm excited that i could even garner any interest in is the first jedi one because i feel like that's a clean slate that like sure please do it right sure. please make a good interesting movie don't just make it a pg-13 gloss over thing yeah make it a, actually have some story there yeah that i could, could agree with that. that could be a good one yeah that's the only one i'm like ooh, there's something there the other ones are just dumb all right ken anything else to add on or should we get out of here Let's, we, we had Cody on for one podcast, and it turned into three podcasts. What? <laughs> what? We've been putting these in the books in thirty minutes or less. You padded our runtime. Yeah. It's great to have you. Time? It's it's yeah. great to have you. This back. is the avatar of podcasts. <laughs> it felt like it. I am. I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! How come? Is it because of my confession? Oh, you were Did gonna that... ask if you guys were excited about Renfield. I'm so excited about Renfield oh my coming God, this out this weekend. Of, yes. Yes, of course we are because it's going to the movie theater and that's yeah. what matters. I, I cannot wait to sneak out. I want to see that one and Mafia Mama. Those are the two. I'm like, I want to sneak out and go see those. They look good. Nicholas I, Holt sucks. No, he doesn't. He's awesome. What actor do you like? Aquafina, Nicholas yeah. Cage, not Nicholas Holt. Not Nicholas Holt. Uh, two out of three ain't bad. I like all three. There we go. Still. Yeah. 75%. Not bad, Ken. I so badly want to mess with Cody about her. <laughs> what knowledge it. she has of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> She's like, uh, he's in Renfield. No, he's in The Rock, which I really yeah, like. No, I want to want to dive into this, but I'm going to save everybody. Yes, we're going to frustrate you next week when we have seen the movie, and we'll discuss yeah. it on there. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, please check out past episodes that we have. Glad to have Cody back with us. And we'll be back next week with a new episode. And until then, have a great weekend with Mario and Renfield and all the other movies. Enjoy Super Mario Bros. Weekend number two. Yeah. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.